Southern states. I guess. I mean, Florida? What you got? Mm. Does, does nothing rhyme with Florida? That is it whore, like silver and purple? That Horida lives in Florida. Uh, that's about the best I can do. Off no. the top of my head. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. I'm not accepting that as, a, as an answer. I'll tell more riddles in Florida? No. Hey, come on. Uh, uh, ooh, I think this is a question better for Google than just for us. Well, those were close rhymes. You're not, you're not going to get no. out yeah. <laughs> No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. I, I don't know what you think you're talking about, but oh, they man. absolutely were not. Last time you wrote a poem, fucker. Uh, uh, a very long time, actually. I don't have time for writing poems as much as I would like to, honestly. That would be very therapeutic. However, when I get home... I go the fuck to bed. Ah, yes. But I have figured out, and uh, uh, we, 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 can, we can talk as friends here, right? As far as you know, yeah. So, uh, you know how every once in a while you, you unlock that key in a relationship where you find out how you can fuck with the other person? Oh, yes. <laughs> so check this out. The bear it, poking equation. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've figured out this thing that I like to do now mm-hmm. where I will uh, say something that is just inherently false, but not something outrageous or anything, mm-hmm. like, not like an opinion. Just be like, oh, uh, I, I was at Gettysburg or something. Yeah. In the way that her brain works, mm-hmm. she can't let it slide. So she has to, like, I can see her get all worked up and just, no, you weren't. <laughs> like, she can't not let it go. So, do you remember the scene in Roger Rabbit where uh, Christopher Lloyd walks in and yeah. Roger's, like, hiding in the walls of that bar? Yes. And he does the shave and a haircut. Yes. It, and you see Roger Rabbit going fucking nuts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've been calling it, that I've been Roger Rabbiting her. Oh, nice. Just all the time about stupid shit. Oh, I see. I call it ma- making him make Snoopy lips, you know, when he's angry and he's got the little wiggly <laughs> lips. Like that, yeah. <laughs> we call it Snoopy Lips at my house. So if I can make, if I can poke the bear and get Snoopy Lips, it's a fucking great day. Uh huh. Oh, that is. I'm. I'm telling you, that is brilliant. That is absolutely fucking brilliant. Uh huh. Oh, nice. It, it, like I said, it'd just be like little stuff. Like if I make pasta, it'd be like, oh, so here's your rice, and I just watch her brain. Just she can't fucking resist it. It's not rice. <laughs> it's so goddamn funny to me. Uh, the closest I've got, because my, my wife's mind is very, very, it, it makes sense in shit, uh-huh. like linear and crap. So what I'll do, it, if I really, 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 really want to get her going, is every word she says, any, anything she says, I'll turn into a song lyric from my vast, my vast <laughs> storehouse of song lyrics. And it's funny for about 10 minutes. <laughs> It's it's funny to people around you for ten minutes. I I do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. My go to song is a uh, Desperado by the Eagles. Oh fuck! Anything like I'll be talking to the cat. <laughs> oh fuzz! It was bad one time. I had to make lionized potatoes, and guess what? I was singing all goddamn day. Uh-huh. You can't hide your lion eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was bad for me. Uh, so I, I honestly had no idea. Oh. Yeah, went the Hall and Oates route, huh? No, it was an Eagles. Oh, Eagles? Is it? Oh. Yeah. Right. Hmm. 
I bet you if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, fuck. How did I not yeah, know that? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. it. Oh, God, that is Eagles. Yeah. God, I hate the fucking Eagles. The fucking Eagles can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and can't wait until all of them are dead. Ah, yes. Bunch of, just a bunch of dead birds. And speaking of dead animals, hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. Uh, it was That was a fine one. Like I said, about every other week I get yeah, one. Yeah. That was about a 50%. Yeah, that was a, that was a little more than meh. I was like, oh, you got me. Yeah, it was a long stretch because I had something better when we were talking about relationship things, but then we moved on into the Eagles, and then I didn't know where to go. <laughs> really uh, really thrown off there. So Treading water at the deep end. You yeah. know where I live. So this week, James, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, we're doing uh, brand new on Shudder, actually. Like this week at the time of recording. It was just put on there, but apparently it's a 2022's Spoonful of Sugar. Yes. Uh, written by Leah St. Marie and directed by Mercedes Bryce Morgan. Starring Morgan Saylor as Millicent, Miko Olivier, Olivier, Jesus Christ, as Jacob, and Kat Foster as Rebecca. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> James? Yes? Uh, two questions for you. Okay. Uh, the second one's dependent on the first question. Mm-hmm. How'd you like Spoonful of Sugar? It was all right. It, it got the job done. Oh, it it scratched right. that little bit of horror itch, you know? Because I was going to say, I liked it. Yeah. But then the next question that I had was, should I feel weird for liking this? Well, it, it's got a few problems, but... It sure does. But all in all, as far as movies go, like, I can now, at this point in my horror watching career, I could sit down and watch a horror movie. Just, nah, I haven't seen this one. Click. I would have been happy if this was that one that I picked randomly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was just casually watching a movie. Now, because I had to put on a critical eye, it took away some of the enjoyment. If I had just watched this as just a, you know, like a popcorn summer summer novel watch, you know? Yeah. I'd have been real happy with this movie. You know what I mean? But because I'm watching it and I had to watch it, watch it. And then I started picking shit apart and... You know, I was clocking stuff that I probably wouldn't have noticed early in the movie if I wasn't paying that much attention to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it was a perfectly serviceable, decent horror movie. Yeah, I honestly, I would put this around 75-80% if I had to go yeah, I'm on a, a scale. It, it's, it's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's fucking entertaining, oh, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I did uh, kind of cheat, and I looked at some reviews that people had written. Oh, yeah? I don't usually do that. But I wanted to see like what kind of reception this was getting because it's a pretty much a brand new movie on Shudder, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were saying like, "Yeah, it's fine. Like, there's not much story here." And I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, I t- no, there's a lot of story there if you ask me. Exactly, and that's what I was gonna say. I I don't know if people are not paying attention, or what the deal is because. There's quite a bit here, but what I really like about it is that it's all very vague. Yes. But not vague as in, like, I want more details. Vague as in, like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? And then it all resolves itself, and it's a nice little bow at the end. Yeah. Kind of saw that one now. Yeah. But also, I mean... But I like. It, but when I saw it, I'm like, well, no, it can't be everyone. 
And then I'm like, well, fuck, who cares? <laughs> and then I went right back in the movie and didn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, it, it was drawing a lot of comparisons to uh, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, you know what it, it hit me a lot? Um, you ever see Orphan? Yeah. Yeah, it, it hit me right in the orphans there. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. Down to the way Millie acted. Yeah. And, there again, there's a few things that I want to discuss because uh, I... I know we've said that, like, not everything has to be political or whatever, but there's a few things where I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to say. Yeah, I was looking for an overarching, like, because now, you know, now I'm hip to looking for shit. Yeah. And I didn't see anything that was, like, you know, overarching. Maybe that, maybe there's a, a subtext that I didn't hit for for as far as political goes. Well, I don't mean, like... Politics, politics. I mean, no, like no, where, I mean the, where the filmmaker stands on the issue. I guess if we're going to get right into it, oh, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to say about LSD treatments, because it is very much a thing that's been happening like mm-hmm. within the past at least five years. Should know it's been happening for the last fifty years. Well, I know, but like more and more, it, it's being used like Th- in small uh, doses as a therapeutic thing. Oh yeah, like that's just a thing that's happening. Well, microdosing in, for PTSD. I know guys at the V swear by that shit. Yeah, and using that as kind of a backdrop for almost the entire movie, I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to say about that. And this, it's the one part of the movie that really kind of stumped me. Yeah, because they didn't really lean into the psychedelia of it. They could have gone way further into it. And it could have provided a more unreliable narrator feel to it. It could have done a lot of things, but it didn't. It didn't really go where you thought it would, or I thought it would. But what I was trying to figure out is, are are they trying to say that this is a bad, that it's a bad thing to be doing this? Or are they saying that... It's a good idea because I also started after, you know, getting into this whole uh, argument with myself over what this film is trying to say. And I mean, looking at the character of the doctor, too, like, mm-hmm. what are they trying to say here about doctors just giving out drugs to patients and how he wasn't really very responsible? Well, he wasn't and- a very good doctor because no. <laughs> well i'm trying to remember the quote it was something real he said something like real sexist or something real derogatory oh, she, like uh, oh you is won't it when you, uh she's asking about what do i do about violent thoughts and he immediately responds with women aren't violent exactly yeah that's the one i was it, like ooh, i thought they were gonna lean into that a little more yeah and i was thinking about it and i i don't know again what they're trying to say here because i, I know there are fucking there has to be doctors out there that, oh, well, that's where the funding is. If I give my patients this LSD treatment, that's where the funding is coming from. But they don't, And he's clearly not doing a good job. Right. And not only that, but it, it doesn't, again, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's no real positive or negative about that particular point. If we take a look at it, wouldn't, has it been effective? We don't know. These people are all psycho. They're all <laughs> fucking whacked out of their gourds. So... We don't know. It's not saying anything about psychedelics as psychedelics is saying more about the the mental health care system if we're looking at it from a political bent. And again, that's what I was trying to figure out because making your, I guess we can just call Millie our main character, yeah. this person who is very much unstable and we never get like a real uh, 
explanation as to her backstory whatsoever. Except that she was raised in foster homes and abused. But again, who knows, because he's calling her Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. So we don't know who this person... We'll get into that in a minute, but that was the one thing that really, really threw me, that I think really lowered my almost my enjoyment of this, is what are you trying to say about this kind of thing? Because Mm -hmm. it's a topical reference mm-hmm. i mean it's things that are happening now but they're not really taking a stand one way or another except for maybe the you know doctors are perhaps not being responsible with this uh, it, uh, the casualness and pervasiveness <laughs> of sexism right i don't know and i mean also his office doesn't really look like it should it looks like it looks like the kitchen area of an apartment built or an apartment like a big loft apartment yeah it looks like it's in his house yeah <laughs> like because then i couldn't tell whose house it was because i and it, and it wasn't one of these things where you know how we watch movies where they keep the the kind of the spaces vague it wasn't that it was just I, it was confusing just i was just confusing where are they whose place is this why are they there and again that could be honestly it could be budgetary issues i don't know they could have used what was available but with everything else in this film i don't think that finding an office space would have been any different than like cuz it does it looks like the upstairs home office of like a Kind of a quack doctor mm-hmm. who leaves his keys around and just vials of LSD. Vials of LSD in droppers. Uh-huh. And what droppers from like 1928. These big, gigantic-ass black droppers. I don't think I've seen those since the 70s. And uh, you can kind of tell that he's not a good doctor. Not only all the things that he says, but he clearly doesn't notice that she is tripping her fucking balls off in his office. I loved it. I loved it. Cause <laughs> the she, finger? Yeah, well, that too, but the, the face, <laughs> just the face. You know, like, I'm fucking, oh, I'm tripping balls. Oh, shit. Okay, so I guess we can get into that. Um, the finger stuff, it's okay. The rabbit stuff was okay. Mm-hmm. This has maybe my favorite depiction of being on LSD because uh, uh, Morgan Saylor that plays Millicent, mm-hmm. the way she uses her face is perfect for somebody who is constantly mm-hmm. in a, just a state of LSD-induced euphoria. That like meth, that meth grind, that uh-huh. that that real tight, tight locked jaw, uh-huh. and that I'm smiling because the, the, the face twitches. Yeah. And I'm smiling because I'm not exactly sure what the fuck is going on right now, and the smile is better than screaming. <laughs> uh-huh. That face, yeah. I, I have seen that face in the Man. mirror. <laughs> she plays the shit out of Millicent. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved her performance in this. And all of the performances all around, mm-hmm. pretty goddamn good. And the, the, turn, the turn that she made from Millicent to her awakened self, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, it was subtle. It could have been played like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but it was a tightening of features. It was a way of walking. It was a, and then when it was completely let go, I was like, oh, damn, that, that is some fine, fine acting right there. Uh-huh. So I, I do want to talk about the character of Millicent for mm. a moment. Okay. Because this movie does something that I don't know if I've ever seen before. Hmm. Maybe, but... It really got to me. It's 
in a good way, I should say. It, it didn't bother me. Um, they do a thing where we can tell this is somebody who has been through a, a lot mm-hmm. and maybe isn't right mm-hmm. all the way. There, It could be through trauma or what have you. But what I really like about her character is that we aren't given those details. And usually we say, like, man, I wanted to know more about this character. Like, what is her actual backstory? But I think by not showing us, they really did their audience a solid. Because just showing anything like that would have been, I don't want to say, like, repugnant. But to not show (coughs) abuse, but just sort of hint at it Mm -hmm. and just... Like, yeah, you know something is wrong with this woman. And and also... I think that's very, very smart to not give us any concrete details about what has happened to her because anything that probably has happened to her is going to be wholly depressing. And we'll take a look at it, too. We've, we've mentioned this before. They left enough to our imagination where... We can empathize up to our brains can handle it, which means that we can still stay with this character because... Exactly. They didn't show us some horrible past trauma. Right. I mean, we heard about them a little bit when she was flipping through the book that she kept. Hints. They were all hints. And I really like that they never really explained, like, the living arrangement with that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, she keeps calling uh, the people in that book like foster fathers. Right. And but it, it's who hinted knows that if that is the case. Yeah, and oh. also it, it's hinted that he killed his wife to be with her. That was part of the arrangement. Yes. And it seems as if there had been a whole bunch more. That's not the first. Exactly. And I like that they didn't paint a clear picture. I, I really enjoy that they left it very vague because, like you said, we can fill it in the blanks to where we can handle mm-hmm. it. That way we can continue watching this, this it, film. It's not something shoved down our throats that's going to absolutely turn our stomachs. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but then you don't have to show that, which is... thank you yeah because like i said i do not enjoy watching a film with any sort of depictions of sexual assault Mm. using it as a device and having it be talked about or even you know mildly actionably hinted at to not show it is a a great relief to me when watching any film oh absolutely and again well as you said it is a horror theme and uh We've seen it handled in a few movies where, like, again, it, I, I won't use the word palatable, but it's left so that we can continue to watch as a piece of art, even though it has those themes. So, yeah, it, it's it's a rough one. I'm glad they didn't go down that road. Yeah, I was saying, I think that's a really, really smart decision, especially with a character like this who goes by, like, th- I think bl- three different names. Because mm-hmm. really? it was uh, Emily, Millicent, and... Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, they didn't know Mary Jane. They didn't know Emily. They'll know Millicent. And I, yeah, mm-hmm. just leaving it up to the imagination. I think it was a beautiful uh, twist for this film. Oh, yeah. And and, and um, even the ones that were telegraphed, even the ones that weren't telegraphed, <clears throat> 
my again, my brain went to say, how are they going to do it? And they did it enough to satisfy me. I'm like, okay. But and I think the other thing that really helps in doing that is because you can still make this. James, this mm. reminded me of like a real 90s sexy thriller. Oh, how many fucking times did I say that to my wife? <laughs> like, it would have been very awkward to also show what would have been presumably a teenage girl being assaulted mm-hmm. to then have like a sexy thriller built around that because there are parts of this movie that are uh, quite steamy. I was going to say they were a tad steamy. I got the vapors. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so uh, I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to answer me honestly. Oh, shit. James? Yes. Have you, as a grown man... Mm-hmm. ever jacked off into your kitchen sink? Actually, no, not in the kitchen sink. Because Kayla called it a fucking second and a half before I could. This is the second movie in recent memory where we watched a dude <laughs> oh, jerk fuck, off into a sink. that's right. Is this a thing that's going on? Because <clears throat> I'm going to be honest, I've tossed loads in a lot of different places in a lot of places that i've lived mm-hmm. never once in my kitchen sink never not ever once <laughs> i wash my dishes in that goddamn sink yeah, no thank you also i don't want to stand over the sink while cranking one out i have not even made the marital lovings on the sink no uh-uh uh-uh that's where i wash my goddamn dishes <laughs> exactly i just thought it was very odd because we were watching and she's like that's the second sink jerk off that we, i was like God damn it, it is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Let, let us thank NeuroDivergence for that specific piece of information. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <clears throat> it, it really threw me for a loop, James. Oh, my God. Yeah, the second one, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, I have a feeling that if I had decided one day, I'm just like, fuck it, fuck the world, I'm going to jerk off in the sink. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I don't even believe in it, but I feel like the spirits of my dead ancestor just come up and just pop crack me right in the back of my what the fuck are you thinking or, or you just have that like y- y- you know when you're tripping <laughs> and, and everything for just a moment just kind of stops and you have that weird moment of clarity like i'm real fucked up right now uh-huh. i think it would be the same as jacking off into your kitchen sink and you'd be like Hey, maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and that you just go to the bathroom. Or... How, how did I think this was going to be a good idea? <laughs> yeah, at no point. I don't care if no one's home. I, I have better places to fucking bang one out than in front of my kitchen sink. Anyway, we can Specifically get... anywhere. We can get off of that. But... Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> 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 I saw what you did there. I know. I worked real hard on it. I made, I made it myself. You did it again. Ah, but no, I, I thought, okay, God damn it, back on track. But I, I thought it was a very interesting move to make a good portion of this movie a sexy, like, 90s thriller. Skinamax. And that's the thing, is I think only, and I genuinely mean this, I think only a female writer and director could have gotten this tone mm. the way that it was, because... Uh, nothing against any of our favorite male directors, but I, I think it would have ended up feeling a little bit grosser than it did mm-hmm. throughout all this. Absolutely. Because the way they build it up, you're kind of rooting for Millie to fuck her husband. Mm-hmm. Even though that guy's a, re- he's a real, real piece of shit. Oh, yeah. 
This one thing, too, there was not one sympathetic character in this movie. No. Not one. Not a goddamn soul. You'd think, out of a whole movie. Well, I guess except for the woman whose child was almost abducted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she's not really a character. She's just there. Yeah, but she was also a negligent mom. Well, not really. She was just having a conversation at a park, and a crazy woman on LSD tried to steal her child. Well, yeah, but, you know, isn't that Tuesday in the park? No. Uh, nope. I've no. i got to go to new parks. But I mean, <coughs> you are absolutely right that there was not one person in this where I felt bad about anything. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I, I will tell you the, the most disturbing part of this movie was the accuracy of the stabs and the face stabs. Oh, God damn. The face stabs were fucking rough. On the gore meter, I mean, we've seen some gory shit. We've seen bodies cleaved in two. We've seen bodies drop from three stories. Uh-huh. I've seen an eyeball poked right the fuck through. Yeah. That face stab. God damn. Yeah, it was fucking gnarly. Oh, and, and what killed me is the noises. They, they, got, they got that ripping sound from what I understand correctly. Yeah, it's... It was it was accurate. It was clinical, and it was that made it worse. It made it by far worse. Instead of arterial spouts, you just see the bloom of blood. Just, and I'm like, oh, oh no, 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 no. I'd rather just see. I'd rather see Kurosawa's spurts of blood coming out of wounds than that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't want to say I was shocked because I mean, there. There's not much horror in this, and I was waiting for it to come. I mean, there's tense moments, and it's a good buildup. I, oh, hell yeah. I believe that thoroughly. But in that final scene, I almost shit a brick. It's like, oh, shit, it's going down now. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 shit. And I was, I was, <coughs> I was pleased. Uh, I was very pleased. Yeah, because I did not expect uh, the wife to even get one good stab in on Millie. I thought wife was... Figgity fuck. Oh, I, th- I figured she was toast. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, <laughs> not even close because. Um, and I thought she was going to psycho up way before she did. Yeah, because I, 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 I guess uh, to explain where we're coming from, uh, Johnny, we haven't even discussed Johnny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess he's pretty much the central focal point of this. Johnny is a sick child. Yeah. They hinted that initially that he was autistic because of his nonverbal blah, but there's an, at no point was he ever de- depicted any autistic anything. So I knew something was off from jump. No, because I think they say that's uh, oh because uh, when he's laying down for his afternoon nap, the mom says something about uh, oh it was far worse when they had him on the medicine for autism. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's and right. that they had taken it all, him off and decided that it was all allergies. Mm-hmm. Again, that was diagnosed by the doctor. Right. Our uh, esteemed L.S. doctor. <laughs> L.S. doctor. Oh. Oh, no. Doc L.S. Did you? Oh, shit. Did, did, you, uh, did you notice who that was? No. Did you ever watch 30 Rock? Oh, fuck. I think I've seen a couple of them. Do you remember uh, the Black Rider? Oh, fancy? Jesus, yeah. Yeah, that's the doctor in this film. Oh, wow. There's a guy from 30 Rock. Holy shit. The fancy writer. Holy shit. But, yeah, uh... So effectively, Johnny is a nonverbal, uh, violent maniac child oh, yeah. mm-hmm. who they suspect of having just severe, severe allergies. 
Uh, yeah, which explains explains the uh, spacesuit. I think they had the spacesuit so they could have four different kids. Right, and uh, it, he uh, Millie comes to be his uh, basically caretaker. Yeah, babysitter. Yeah, but they form a bond. Uh, the mother gets jealous. I mean, there's a whole bunch of shit we're skipping, but uh, mm-hmm. the mother gets jealous that they formed a bond and that Millie's now fucking her husband, trying oh, yeah. to take over her family. Although it's hinted that that's not the first time that that's happened. Oh, it's not even hinted, James. <laughs> it is very explicitly said. So uh, she comes in the shed and finds her husband just got done fucking Millie. Mm-hmm. And uh, straight up stabs her in the goddamn back. Yep. At which point I thought, oh, I, I figured that was going to be a, you know, I had clocked it as well. Millie's going to kill the entire family uh, mm-hmm. over, you know, jealous reasons, or she's yeah. going to kill both parents, and then it'll just be her and Johnny. But, uh... <laughs> no! No. Uh, Millie walks out all stabbed as Johnny's coming out, mm. and Johnny finishes the job, baby! Yeah, I, I did not see that fucking coming. No. And then it's very explicitly said, while well, the husband's Digging a hole in which to bury Millicent that, oh, just like all the other babysitters, the yard's really filling up quick. We're going to have to buy the other lot. I'm going to have to write a new book. Mm-hmm. Although they did uh, do the false, like, red herring, though, and I thought it was kind of cheap, where the, the wife was cutting herself. Yeah, in the leg. Yeah, not, well, no, actually, on the, on the fat right right over the thigh. Oh, it was on top, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just, like, right over the hip. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm like... Oh, that doesn't fit with who she is, and it's not it's not hinted at before. It's just this one off, and I'm like, eh. But it kind of is because uh, when Millie gets there for her uh, uh, interview, mm-hmm. she stumbles over the books because uh, the hunky ass husband's outside watering the lawn, mm-hmm. and he sprays the window, and she creams in her pantalones. Yeah. <laughs> and knocks over the stack of books. And it's Cinemax like the, the, for her. The Pleasure of Pain or something is the yeah, I guess. book that the... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah, I, I forgot. I didn't put those two pieces together. And, and it turns out that... I, this is the other part that I'm I'm trying to figure out. Are they trying to insinuate that it's generational violence and that she is uh, encouraging the violent animalistic behavior of her son? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think that deeply. I was just like, I was still working through the back. Cause when, when old boy stabbed her, I was so surprised that any thoughts that I had about piecing anything else together, I'm like, fuck no. What? Yeah. Because at the end, uh, she's telling Johnny how proud she is of him, mm-hmm. that he's killed another babysitter. And I think he scratches her face open or he scratches her face open before. Either way, she's got a huge gaping wound yep. and is telling him how much she loves him and how proud she is of him. Like, OK, well, what's going on here? Yeah, because it, again, it. It could not mean anything. It could just be a, a fun little idea a little that, that they thought of. It's just, oh, well, what if the mom's also a violent psychopath who enjoys all the violence? But, I again, I don't know what they're trying to say then by making Johnny mute. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, this, I'm going to probably end up rewatching it because I'll forget I've seen it. And then maybe I'll piece it together in about a year. 
Right. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff up there. Again, it was so vague that I could throw stuff in there that probably wasn't there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I, I'll tell you one scene, though, that really struck me, though, is when, when, the, when they first did the rabbit. And, uh, and they, they were getting the rabbit's foot. Oh, man. Uh-huh. I've done that. And they did that pretty much right. And it was just as gross to watch as it was to do. And yeah, because... Uh, oh, now you can go get the other ones. What? Yeah, it, it turns out that Johnny's just got dead animals stashed all over the yard. Mm-hmm. This, this kid's a fucking problem, James. Oh, hells Yeah. And that's the other thing that I'm not sure what they're trying to say about the mother, if it is anything at all. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm thinking, you know, professional filmmakers, they probably put some thought into this. And I'm trying to decipher what they're trying to say because the husband, he's reticently going along with all of this. Yeah, and, and please note that the only time the... Uh psycho or the psycho behavior is encouraged just by the women in the film right so the 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 two uh main or the two lead women are the only ones that are telling them you know i i, I you know now you don't have to hide the rabbits anymore i'm here for you 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 you're going to become who you're going to become and then at near the end the mom becomes the same thing right so i don't know what they're saying with that and how i can tie it together with any other theme Right, and there's also the, I mean, very strong themes of motherhood. Basically, the first, the opening of the film is Millie waking up on a bus with a mother breastfeeding. Yep. And all she wants is to have a family. And the doctor acts real weird when she brings up the, do you think I'll ever have a family? He says something about like, well, Mary Jane, you know how I feel about you. Whatever else. Yeah, I was like, what what, do I say? What now? And... That's what I'm trying to decipher. Like, is it just uh, they watched Hand That Rocks the Cradle and said, well, what if we throw acid in there as uh, well? I don't know. Like, a, just a fun little idea? Because, I mean, this movie is kind of a lot of fun, too. I mean, we're making it sound very dark, and it is. It is. In spots. But there are parts where she's just tripping fucking dick on a bus mm-hmm. and then is getting banged from behind by the devil. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait, huh? Yeah. Is it going to be that kind of movie? I guess so. Or where a finger is inching its way across the floor. They could have done more of that. And then uh, slides into her mouth while she's in her doctor's office. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was like... <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> and that's what I really like that they didn't at all shy away from like... Yeah, she's tripping balls this entire film. And, and another favorite part is it's like... You know, the best way to fix this psychotic kid... Let's feed him a lot of LSD. Let's just put a little bit in with every... Yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention, she's dosing this kid. And not just, like, micro-dosing. She's putting it in all of his fucking pills. Oh, there's his food. Well, let's put a little bit in his water. Here uh-huh. you go. Here's a little couple drops like a baby bird. No, <laughs> was she also dosing the husband? I think everybody there was dosed off their <laughs> fucking tits, man. It was... They were all gone. <laughs> Which 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 made it even better because the the idea that all these psychos are fucking tripping balls at the same time. Oh, nice. And I, I was thinking about it that it did kind of remind me of like almost like a Coen Brothers film, <laughs> where where it's just like 
a bunch of kind of shitty people have happened to run into each other, and this strange event occurred. Almost kind of a De Palma-y kind of thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, because I, I got it's funny because I I saw the um, uh, Mary Jane or whatever you want to call her as a cross between Orphan and Carrie White. I was like, oh, and again, it wasn't that. I have to do shorthand to keep you know to keep the characters in order. It was a lot more than that, but that was the easiest way for me to keep it straight in there. Yeah, it's got real, like, Wild Thing vibes, too. <sighs> Didn't see that one. Uh, you're fine. Good. <laughs> I mean, it's Matt Dillon and Nev Campbell are pretty good in it, but then you've got Denise Richards, which, oh, she's going to show her tits? Well, it's now one of, like, the most memorable films of the 90s. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, come on. And Nev Campbell was just like, nope, not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was not in the contract. Thank you. Oh, dude, dude. I don't know. I mean, so there, there were a bunch of really good parts of this movie, but I, I really wish it would have tied in a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And, but to say that there was not a lot of story here, like I've seen in reviews, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that is false. It might not be a very like cogent story, but again, if you factor in the fact that uh, it, it's possibly being told by a very unreliable narrator, being Millicent, Mary Jane, whatever you want to call her, yep, who has been under under the control of men, yeah, well, and, and is yeah. now, I guess, seeking control and becoming a, the matriarch of this family. I mean, there's a cogent story here. Right. It's a little scattershot, and it's got a whole bunch of 90s sexy thriller vibes, like fucking uh uh michael douglas would have fit in perfectly in this film. i was waiting for one of the rabbits to be in the pot boiling on the <laughs> stove you know what well, yeah when you say anybody else but a woman doing this it would have had it would have been cheesy and that's one thing this movie wasn't to me this movie was not cheesy to me no it um it was um very urgent it's like you you, you i had to watch this movie and uh, I enjoyed the fact that it, it grabbed my attention so much through its visual style, its pacing, that um, it was an easy watch, which is not true for a lot of these, what, for good and bad reasons. This one, it was easy to watch, and uh, it was enjoyable from start to finish. I didn't, I didn't feel like any parts really dragged. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when we've started breaking it down, like, I, I don't mean to badmouth this movie, but it is. It's about a solid 80%. It's, mm -hmm. it's a little scattershot here and there. And the story's a little bit, I don't want to say all over the place, but I, there's the whole thing, yeah, between the husband and the wife constantly, like, having mm -hmm. sex in places. And yep. It, it, it would have felt out of place, like we said, with that, like, a male gaze to it. But, mm -hmm. And then, you know... Uh, teenage girl because we're we have no idea how old millicent no. is whatsoever no <laughs> i made watching this movie a little uncomfortable sure did james mm -hmm. that's why i said is it odd that i liked this movie no it, but like you said it is a very engaging watch and there's i don't want to say there's a lot of fat on it either well and there's one there was one scene in there and I, you ever see world according to garp oh jesus christ yeah, uh, Brad has done a great before movie sucked about that. Mm-hmm. Available on YouTube. Check it out. <laughs> Free plug for Brad. And uh, but when when I when she when she was going down on him in the car, uh -huh. that's all I could think of. I'm like, fucking kid. Whoa! I was waiting for somebody to lose a fucking eye. I was like, oh, 
Carp. Yeah, and it just so happens uh, it's uh, Millie and and the kid and Johnny. And Johnny is supposed to be outside without his boy in the plastic bubble suit on. God damn it! Yeah, that, that's one of those decisions that I went. Well, that's odd. Why they could have just not done that? He could have just been like a mute child. They didn't need to make like a whole allergy. Well, maybe something. maybe couldn't be available for a while for uh, filming. So, but they also explain. I guess it, it does make sense that at the beginning that she tries to explain that most allergies aren't physical they're mental and that with the treatment of lysergic acid that and then she's cut off uh-huh. but yeah all in all it, it's a perfectly enjoyable little film well absolutely and it's james hmm. it falls under our criteria of being reasonably short yes because man am i sick of shit that takes forever i don't even at this point and 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 i'm probably going to kick myself for saying this but even if it's a really, really good movie, I'm not down for two hours and nothing right now. No, and again, that's one of those things that when we're looking at some of these, because I don't think this had a humongous budget. Mm-mm. But it, it didn't have a nothing budget either. No, and it was beautifully shot. Like you said, it looks great. Oh, man. Yeah. And the effects with the face tabs, whoo, Ooh. buddy. And I'm just like, because I watched the move on the bone, I'm like, oh, no, no, that's no. Just, ugh. Yeah, and I mean, even when I notice editing, like when the devil's behind her on the bus, Mm -hmm. and she just falls into the seat and whatever, like, man, that's a good edit. Like, visually, it's pretty goddamn good. It's a, this is a, a fine little film, James. Nice, solid piece of work. Sure is. Yes. Uh, hey, James. Yeah. I think this is going to be a short one. Do you have anything else to say about a spoonful of sugar? Would you recommend spoonful of sugar? To my horror buddies, I would. I was like, hey, you know, you got nothing else going on. Yeah, it, Throw I, think, it up. I think all in all, it's one of those films that if you just are kind of looking at it, I don't think it's a party movie. No, no. Like we've said, it, it's a movie to sit down and watch. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody's going to be bored. Mm-hmm. I would say that, but it's not like a life-changing film by any means. But it's good. I I really look forward to seeing what uh, either this writer or director uh, uh, have in the fu- coming in the future. I would say that if you know how you know how you you're on the same site for a while and you've seen everything, you're not sure whether you should watch it or not. Definitely watch it. Yeah, because it's going to be better than the random movie you pick. It, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, so I, that that would be my recommendation. It's it's a good Wednesday night movie. Absolutely. So, James. Yes. Where can people find us? They can find us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. You want to try that one more time? Horrorvomit at gmail. Audio medium, James. They can't read your lips. Those sexy full lips. Because, you know, both... Mexicans and Jews known for having their luscious full lips. Absolutely. So where can people find us, James? One more time. Come on. <laughs> they can find us on Instagram and Facebook. They can also find us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. See, you did it. I fucked it up last week, so don't worry about it. That's all good. <laughs> everything, all good. Everything's all set. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, you could go to Apple Podcasts or at the top of your Spotify app. Give us some stars. Give all of the ri- stars. Give us a written review, even. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, if you write a nice one, we'll, we'll read it. Eventually. 
And and if you write a mean one, we'll also read it. And, yeah. and but then we'll dispute why we think you're incorrect. Or we'll laugh because you're right. I mean, possibly you could call us dummies. Yeah. And it wouldn't be factually incorrect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have any degrees of any sort. I got an associate's degree. Oh, in what? Welding. Oh, nice. I uh, for all the good it does me. <laughs> So I did attend a semester of community college once, Ooh. but I had, I couldn't even take like the 100 courses. I had to take like reading 98 oh, Jesus. and reading or writing 97 and things like that because, and kids don't do what I did. Apparently I forgot about having to take the placement tests and I stayed up all night uh, doing uh, what you would call illicit substances mm-hmm. and then woke up in the morning and went, Oh, <laughs> that was today. And uh, let's just say my comprehension while reading was uh, not up to par. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I also have a certificate for a wind turbine technician. Oh, that's right, because you used to climb them big them big windy bastards. Mm-hmm. Tools on my back. Woohoo! But uh, we got to get rid of those. Why? Uh, I'm, didn't uh, Donald Trump tell us that those gave us cancer? Yeah. So we got to get rid of them. Oh, okay. Get them out of here. Get those oh. goddamn wind turbines out of here. Yeah, fuck, fuck clean air or clean energy <laughs> and uh, jobs for a whole bunch of people. Fuck a bunch of all that. Yeah, coal, baby. We're bringing back coal. <laughs> clean, burning coal. All right. B- before we get off on political discussions, should we uh, probably call it good? I think it's a good <laughs> you night. You look yeah. like you're getting a little chilly willy over yeah, there. Yeah, it's starting to get a little cold out here. Man, I cannot wait till summer. Yeah, well, we're going to be sweating our fucking balls off. <laughs> yeah, sitting in this goddamn sauna of our garage. Yeah, I wish it was fucking cold. At least my balls wouldn't stick to the couch. Please don't have your testicles out while we record, James. I don't ask a lot of you. All right, we should be done. Uh, put here. them away before we record. I got it. <laughs> I don't need to be distracted with those glorious, glorious nuts just hanging out. <laughs> Furry and shimmering in the light. <laughs> that fine, fine scrote that you've got. <laughs> that light sheen of old man sweat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, this time we are done. Good night. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, shit. I missed it again. Fuck. Terrified.